Episode 127, The Hot List. Who are the reporters covering startups and how to get to them? Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast, the only podcast giving you actionable skills and advice you need to execute a strategic PR program. Warning, what you hear next may lead to brand awareness and increased sales and customer exposure. Now here's your host, Rinjini Joshua. Hello and welcome to episode 127. This is a hot list episode, which means I'm going to be revealing some of the hottest startup journalists and reporters. That is our theme today. We're going to talk about startup journalists. Now, every niche in vertical industry has a list of reporters that cover it. And it's, you know, our job as PR people or promising PR people to uncover these people. And it's not always easy. It's not as always as easy as reaching out to the startup reporter and getting your story. Sometimes you want to reach out to the retail reporter who also covers startups. So there's a lot of nuances and dynamics to this. So before jumping into this, I really want to talk a little bit about how to get to them, what you need to do. And then I'm going to reveal my startup list for March 2023. Uh, sorry, April 2023. Wow, I'm living in the past. And then you guys can do with what you will. And I'll tell you how I found those reporters and how you might want to reach out to them and find your either your own reporters or leverage these ones. We also have a complimentary blog on the Silver Telegram's website. So if you want to check out the blog, also has some tips and tricks and insights there and some more information about the reporters so that you can kind of find them or navigate what you want to do with this particular hot list of startup journos. Now, before diving into the who, I want to talk a little bit about the how. And you want to make sure that no matter what list you might have or references people might give you, that you are number one doing your own research. The media landscape, very volatile today. And so doing your own research, it is a critical part of the PR process. So make sure, you know, I'm doing this in April, 2023. However, by the time June and July rolls around, some of these people may be somewhere else. So, you know, it's like a combination of hybrid work environment, remote work environment, media landscape, pandemic, like all these things are making everything really shaky. So you never know. And the media have always kind of been a little bit, um, I don't know, they've always moved around a lot. Some of them are freelancers. So some of them work for multiple outlets. They go where the story is. They go where they're getting assignments. So that is the dynamics of the media industry. And so I imagine it's tough for journos to keep up with their own writing gigs, but also tough for us PR people and just, you know, startup founders and marketers to keep up with it as well. So number one, do your research. Beats change all the time. Outlets change all the time. Make sure that the person that you think is there is still there. Number two, make sure your story is timely. Um, no one wants a story that's stale. So what is timeliness? There are some stories that are evergreen and some stories that only really last a couple months and some that only last a couple weeks. So make sure if you're talking about a weather event, obviously that's going to be in a real time, 24 to 48 hours, right? We've had a weather client before and that's when you kind of have to pitch. You usually have about a week unless it's about like a, a generic seasonal weather trend. Okay. 
And then a news story, depending on when you're releasing it or if anyone's heard about it, is only as good as it hasn't been covered. So a lot of outlets may not cover it if it's already been extensively covered, if, they don't, if you don't have a new angle. Or if, let's say, you did a release in January, by April, it's pretty much old news. And I've had cases where even, you know, a month later, it's old news. It's really, really fresh for about a couple of weeks. So you want to pitch two weeks before and a big announcement, two weeks after an announcement, and then you can kind of wrap it up and move on to the next thing. Um, so timeliness is really relevant to what you're pitching, when you're announcing, when you're releasing, when you're raising funds, you know, particular events on the calendar, that kind of stuff. Extract the juicy bits of your story. Tip number three, what are the most interesting parts for the industry? What are you doing to change the world? Uh, why do their readers care? Now, a lot of people who are founders or CEOs or guiding their own storytelling sometimes are drinking their juice a little bit. And so you really have to put this part of your storytelling in perspective. Why is this good for the reader, the customer, the user, however you identify your audiences? And then also the second part of this is why is it relevant to the reader of that journalist? So let's say you pick a journalist, John Smith. Why does John Smith's readers in particular want to know about your story? And that all came around once you did your research, right? You found out like, oh yeah, John Smith is the guy. He writes about these kinds of things all the time. His readers expect this. And that's why I fit into that story. So make sure that you are extracting all the juicy bits of your story and making it relevant. Number four, never say anything you don't want reported. I never release information in an introductory email that I do not think that I do not want to be revealed on the web. The internet is just like talking on the phone, is just like talking in the person, in person, and just like texting. You don't want to say anything unless they've already agreed to embargo or already agreed to not saying anything or being it off the record. People probably have heard me before say that I don't think anything is off the record. So just be safe and don't say anything you don't want said publicly. In that vein, you can always ask a reporter if you're emailing them. You could say, hey, I have some news to share with you about such and such topic. And you can make it very vague and say, would you be interested in hearing more if you could agree to an embargo? And at that point, they would say yes or no, or hey, this could be sometimes the answer is, hey, just send me the news when it's released because they don't want to. I know Wall Street Journal often just says, hey, just send it to us when it's released. Be, let, let, let us be the first one you send it to. We don't want to promise an embargo. I've heard them say that. And I've, I've also sent them things under embargo. It just really depends what exactly the news is, how juicy it is, if you're looking for an exclusive, that kind of thing. So don't say anything you don't re want reported in the email. Nothing is protected. Tip number five, don't be afraid to ask questions or follow up. So you can follow up and say, are you still interested? And maybe add some kind of statistic or data that proves your point. Every time I follow up, I always say add value. Add some kind of value. Don't just follow up and say, hey, are you interested? Are you interested? Hey, do you want to do a phone call? Hey, do you want to pick up the story? That is just annoying. We always try to add value and our kind of, you know, my credo used to be follow up until they say no or follow up until they tell you to stop. But that could waste a lot of time. And these days with so much information on the web, you're going to get a lot of crickets. So I usually now we kind of stick with three or four follow ups. 
but every time adding value, making sure that you add something that could build the story or make it more lucrative or reveal another little tidbit that the reporter might want. Okay. So now I'm going to dive into the hot list, the moment that you guys have all been waiting for. I've selected 10 startup outlets and, well, 10 outlets, but 10 startup journalists. They all kind of have different angles. And so I'm going to talk about that a little bit so that you guys get a feel. And so not only is this about just uncovering these journalists, but also understanding why and how you should pitch them, because maybe this particular startup reporter isn't right for you. Most outlets have multiple startup reporters, depending on what kind of outlet they are. So the first one is Bloomberg. Ellen Hewitt. She writes about startups and Silicon Valley culture. So, so obviously she gravitates towards Silicon Valley startups. She might write a lot about how startups affect the culture, or maybe you might get a clue that she also writes about things that go wrong. Descriptions can be a clue on whether you want to even approach this reporter or not. So you have to look at your own company's background, what they stand for, their mission, vision, values, that kind of thing and know how far the reporters are going to dig. That's another really good reason to do your research for the reporter, because you can kind of see if they tend to, I don't know, take a negative slant, a positive slant, or remain neutral. That can help you out quite a lot. All right. Number two, Cheddar, Michelle Castillo. Now, I've worked with Michelle several times on different stories. She's lovely. She's awesome. And she's really only going to respond to you if she's interested. So she's a senior reporter at Cheddar. They cover social media, streaming tech and culture. If your tech is responsible for a bigger culture shift, she might be interested. Check her out. She is a senior reporter. So that means it could go on to a video meeting or a video interview or in-person interview or just an article. It could be multiple things. Insider, which is now rebranded from Business Insider. There are several startup reporters there. I'm picked this time. I picked Brittany Wynn. She's a trending tech and business reporter. And what does that mean? She is interested in trending tech, things that like shift culture and technology that changes the world in a different way. She likes startups, entrepreneurs, foreign affairs. So if you take a look at some of her previous articles, you can get some potential angles of like what she would be gravitate toward. Now, again, she's one of many startup reporters at Insider. New York Times. I know this is a big win for a lot of people. So again, there's, I think, three or four key startup reporters. Some cover venture, some cover different countries. So you might be able to find reporters that actually are, let's say, like reporters that cover Chinese startups or reporters that cover Indian startups. If your startup is in a specific niche, you might have an angle there. So don't forget to think about all those different areas. So New York Times, Erin Griffith, she's a New York Times journalist based in San Francisco, where she reports on technology startups and venture capital. This means that she most likely likes to hear about funding news, but she also talks about tech startups and she's based in San Francisco. So it's interesting because let's say you're based in San Francisco and you want to reach the New York Times. This could be an opportunity for a coffee or an in-person meeting, depending on what your angle is. Okay. The next web, Matthew Hughes. So the next web covers a wide variety of technology topics. Matthew Hughes is a journalist from Liverpool, England. His nearest, his interests, excuse me, his interests include security, startups, food, and storytelling. And 
his bio says to follow him on Twitter. So I would do it. Follow him on Twitter. But just take this little one-line bio as an understanding of, okay, he likes security. He likes startups. He likes food. So anything that kind of falls into that category, those categories might be of interest to him, more of interest to him than others. And then he's also in England. So you might want to pitch him. I'm in Pacific time. You might want to pitch him in the morning so that it reaches him in, in UK time. Just something to consider. And most reporters say they like to be pitched between 9 and 11 a.m. in their time zone. So that's just a weird general thing that we found recently. But yeah, that's something to keep in mind as well. TechCrunch. So TechCrunch obviously is a outlet that's full of startup reporters. Pretty much every reporter is a startup reporter or a venture reporter or some kind of industry trends reporter. Today, I'm picking Natasha Mascarenas. Mascarenas. I hope I said that right. Natasha Mascarenas is a senior reporter at TechCrunch covering early stage startups and venture capital trends. She also tracks different networks that play into founder success from loneliness to immigration. The reason I picked her is because sometimes our CEOs have an immigration story or they have another unique personal story that they can present. She also is mentioning venture capital trends. So if you have any data to support that your startup area is a growing niche or growing area, that might be an info that you want to take. And actually, as I'm saying this, it just dinged for one of our clients and I'm going to pitch her. So yeah, keep those in mind. USA Today, Tammy Abdullah. So the first thing you want to keep in mind is that USA Today is a national publication that talks about trends and overarching consumer affairs. So if you are a startup that is in that space, for example, we have a robotics startup that affects mobile delivery, that might be an interesting consumer trend, right? But if you have something that's a little bit too deep tech, USA Today might not be the right outlet for her, for you. Tammy's profile says she's just a national correspondent for USA Today covering technology. Very vague. And so I would really do a little bit of research into the articles that she's written. And I think I saw she's kind of like all over the place. So I would, if I was pitching her, create a very targeted pitch about why the startup that I'm working with is of interest to consumers on a national scale and how that impacts the way consumers behave. And this is just literally off the cuff right now. And then I'm thinking about this. All right, next, Venture Beats. So if you are a startup that is looking to support your investor relations, want to attract more investors, talk about your startup story a little bit, and you will be seeking more capital, Venture Beat is the place to go. And we have some great contacts there, but today I'm going to focus on Ken Young, a staff writer with VentureBeat, where he covers startups, tech companies in the social, enterprise, fintech, marketing, and philanthropic spaces. Now, see how specific that is. He covers startups in these particular areas. Pay attention to these cues because a lot of these reporters are telling you what they want. And a lot of people just don't look at that. And I think that's an error on, you know, PR professionals, but also just people that haven't pitched very much before. And if you've pitched and you feel like, oh, I got crickets, like no one responded, this could be why. Maybe you didn't read the details of exactly what they cover and what they might be interested in. Make, your doing, make sure you're doing your research, even though I'm helping do some of this awesome research for you. Last year on my list today is Wall Street Journal, a top hit for many of our startups. Heather Somerville is the person I chose, and they also, again, have many startup reporters. She's a reporter at the Wall Street Journal in San Francisco covering technology, venture capital, and startups. 
Her stories explore business, culture, and societal impacts of tech companies and their investors. So this could be a great conversation piece. If you're a company that's doing equity-related business or, you know, diversity, inclusion, and addressing those needs, maybe this is the reporter for you that might be interested in speaking to your CEO or you as the CEO. So I hope you guys found this helpful. Head on over to the Silver Telegram's PR blog where you'll see kind of a recap of these particular reporters. I'm basically doing the work for you, so you guys should be able to, to follow up on this. Don't be afraid to follow up. Like I said, three or four times is okay. Make sure you just add value and make sure you present yourself as a resource and not like you're just asking something. It's kind of like marketing one. You want to, mar- sorry, marketing 101. You, it's like 80-20% relationship. You're giving them something. So kind of position it in that way. Be humble and good luck. Talk to you guys next time.